Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Kind of exciting to be back. We were just talking. It's been a little bit since we've done one of these. It's very since exciting like, to be mm-hmm. back. An exciting topic today. Yeah, it's the first time we've covered autism. First time we've covered, um, you know, we've, we've talked about uh, traumatic brain injury. We've talked about depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but autism is a really interesting neurological disorder. And so we're going to talk about what autism is. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into a brand new study uh, that just came out that talks about utilizing light to treat autistic, autistic kids uh, between the ages of 5 and 15. Nice. Um, so it's it's really exciting. It's one of the first really good studies I've seen on this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also another study that came out about the same time on autism in adults, and so we might have to do a, uh, an episode on that one also. Definitely. Um, but uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. My name is Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and certified medical laser safety officer. I'm also the founder of Laser Therapy Institute. Mm-hmm. Laser Therapy Institute exists to train healthcare providers. Uh, and how they can use light and laser therapies in their practice to help their patients. Today's episode is really focused more on patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still good for healthcare practitioners to listen into, but we're going to be trying to break this down in terms of, you know, how can we easily explain this to patients, mm-hmm. to uh, parents of patients that mm-hmm. that have that are dealing with autism, and how exactly light can influence behavior and can influence the way in which these kids on the spectrum actually interact with the world, learn, grow, and develop. So it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty exciting it stuff. It is exciting. Christy's joined me again today. Hello. Christy <laughs> is a certified laser tech and has done thousands of treatments over the years. She's also uh, head of development for our online resources for healthcare providers through Laser Therapy Institute. If you're looking for good light therapy and laser therapies, I'd encourage you to check out our website lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can find more information about laser therapy, light therapies. You can find clinics near you. Uh, There's a lot of information there. Um, But this is really exciting today. And so I want to jump right in. This study that we're going to be referencing was published just in May of this year, May of 22. Brand new. Yeah, brand new. Um, Published in the journal Children. Um, And it's just a really well put together uh, study. Um, It's an Italian study. Mm Mm-hmm. And quite interesting. So we're going to go through kind of line by line on what they did. And then at the end, we've got some takeaways that if you're a patient or the parent of a patient of someone with Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, <laughs> autism, excuse me, A words got me. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you're the parent of, of a child with autism and you're, you're mm-hmm. trying to be that caregiver and trying to be helpful, uh, we've got some actionable steps you can actually go ahead and take today if you want to do that. So nice. So let's go ahead and just talk about what autism is. You know, I know um, a lot of people, really pretty much everybody should have heard about autism at this point, um, but this study kind of breaks it down. So I'm just going to read the intro to this study because it talks uh, really clearly about um, the disorder. It says it's a complex neurodevelopmental condition typically characterized by deficits in social and communicative behaviors as well as repetitive patterns of behaviors. Children usually present with behavioral difficulties, aggression, self-injurious behavior, tantrums, irritability, sleep problems. Obviously, this stuff interferes with their education and their development. 
it's also hard on the caregivers. You know, mm-hmm. when you've got a kid who's struggling with these kind of uh, issues, it's it's just mm-hmm. exhausting. Right. So right. Um, they say while the uh, cause of autism is uncertain, the most widely accepted explanation is it's a complex neurodevelopmental disorder characterized by brain network abnormalities. And that specifically uh, involves parts of the brain like the corpus callosum and uh, altered functional connectivity in the default mode network, which is a big network uh, that plays a role with uh, awareness, mind-wandering, social cognitive deficits, and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's autism spectrum disorder. Most people have heard of you know the spectrum. Right. But... That means it affects people to a varying degree. It can be mm-hmm. very, very mild to right. the point where it's it's not, almost not even noticeable to a lot of people. Right. High functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high functioning, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or it can be pretty severe, you know, Correct. where it really uh, interferes with, with what people are able to do. I think most people probably think more of the severe autisms, um, but there are varying degrees. I mean, I'm familiar with, with many who are at various levels on the spectrum and, you know, high functioning but just to know that there's studies out here where you can seek help and um you know non-invasive yeah yeah let's 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 jump into it because these guys uh the title of the study i should read that one too it's called transcranial photobiomodulation for the treatment of children with autism spectrum disorder it's a retrospective study which means they looked back in time at patients they had already treated to gather Mm -hmm. data and then bring it forward but Let's break down those terms a little bit. Transcranial, that means through the skull. So mm-hmm. not drilling holes in the skull, not, not um, uh, implanting anything, but actually working over the skin, mm-hmm. uh, over the, the skull, to get through the skull safely, non-invasively, uh, to deliver light, therapeutic doses of light, to the brain tissues. That's what transcranial photobiomodulation means. Now, if we're talking about you know, delivering light or using lasers to deliver light to the brain, it sounds like it could be kind of invasive. So most of the time people want to know, you know, how does it work, Mm -hmm. for one, and then two, you know, is that even safe? So we'll break down kind of how it works, and then is it safe here? Number one uh, that we're going to talk about with how it works is actually, I'm going to lift this straight from the study again here. They say that light enhances, and this is the right kind of light, right? Not just any light, not just uh, light bulbs, Mm -hmm. but the right color of light, the right type Mm -hmm. of light can enhance mitochondrial activity and ATP synthesis, which ATP is those those packets of energy that your mitochondria and your cells produce to fuel cellular function and development. But that leads to an activation of transcription factors associated with increased functional activity. The light also boosts brain energy metabolism as well as cognition, and it's been used in patients with... Uh, traumatic brain injuries, depression, and mm-hmm. post-stroke rehabilitation as well. And so if you can get the right kind of light to tissues that are either damaged or inflamed mm-hmm. or abnormal, you actually start to improve the function of those tissues. When you talk mm-hmm. about brain tissues, nervous system tissues, then we're talking about improving the function of some of these higher executive functions, uh, but also the non um, non-voluntary functions as well mm-hmm. you know to the point mm-hmm. where you can in- influence uh, pulse rate breathing and then also these these connected networks in the brain where if you've got malfunctioning networks you know mm-hmm. you're not sending the proper signals the patient's not processing information in the way that we would call normal um, 
then you can actually start to reverse some of that and use light to improve the way that these networks work. So that's that's kind of how it works. Um, obviously, if you're worried about you know trying to use lasers on the brain, you know you worry <laughs> about the safety though too. So they right. say that the the safety profile of light therapy. Uh, on the brain is actually very very good there have been some transient side uh, side effects like headaches insomnia irritable mood and even a strange taste in the mouth hmm, uh, interesting but those are all really mild really mm-hmm. minimal very very short term mm-hmm. um, and I'll say with what we do uh, in clinic in person the main thing we see is fatigue mm-hmm. right. and that's usually a day or two maybe um, uh, post treatment and that depends on the person you know, everyone responds differently. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but we've done many podcasts on how light therapy works and going through the skull. Mm-hmm. So we can reference some of those. Yeah. Um, but this is very, very fascinating. Yeah, it, it is pretty neat. Um, so a lot of people kind of get hung up on, well, how do you get light through the skull? You can't mm-hmm. get light through the skull. So right. the, the example I like to use is, you know, if you take a flashlight in a dark room mm-hmm. and you, you put it on one side of your hand, you can see the light come through the other side, right? You can you can see the kind of a red mm-hmm. glow. Well, with the right light, uh, infrared, yeah. near infrared light. Right. Um, in this case, they used uh, a wavelength of about 810 nanometers, um, which is invisible light, mm-hmm. uh, but it is infrared light that can actually pass right through bone and then interact with some of those deeper tissues. So very, very cool stuff. Very exciting stuff. It, it is very exciting. So um, with this study, this particular study, like I said, it's a retrospective study. So they looked back in time at, at mm-hmm. some data that they had from treating patients. Uh, average age of these patients was about nine years old. So they were between okay. five and 15 years old. And what the researchers did is they added this light therapy treatment to the already established routines that the patients had, which is really important in people with, mm-hmm. with autism because routines are important. So Correct. you know, uh, if somebody was already on some behavioral uh, therapies or medications mm-hmm. they were able to just simply add this therapy to the daily routine of these patients mm-hmm. uh, without taking them off of medications or, or changing around their 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 routine of the day and, right. and that's an important step it too. is a very important step yeah um, so let's see let me find my my one other quote I wanted to read here uh, so what they did is they um, were able to administer the light the light therapy uh, while the children are actually involved in stimulating activities. And this mm-hmm. is something else we've seen in mm-hmm. practice as well. You know, they get these kids doing things like drawing, coloring, reading, playing games, doing homework, something like that, while they're actively uh, getting light delivered to the brain. Mm-hmm. And that tends to stimulate whatever action you're doing there. Right. So, you know, watching TV is not really a good one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have done with a lot of folks with traumatic brain injury, stroke, things like that, is we actually have them perform some of the activities that challenge them. Mm-hmm. So if, if that's reading or mm-hmm. writing even. We had mm-hmm. one uh, one patient several years ago, and she had a lot of problems with writing with a steady hand. And so what we would do is we'd set her up to write complex words, you know, mm-hmm. while we actually delivered light therapy. And you target those, those difficult behaviors right. uh, while you're actually delivering the light. So they had them doing these, these uh, stimulating activities mm-hmm. while they delivered light for about 20 minutes. They did this uh, twice a day, twice five a day. days a week, wow. for six months. Wow. Yeah. That takes dedication. It does take some dedication. 
Um, again, you know, you're you're you are changing the routine of the patients mm-hmm. a little bit, but a, a lot of a lot of kids with autism, if you can alter the routine, you know, in a minimal way, mm-hmm. um, then it's not quite as difficult for them. But then once you get that routine down, it's really not too hard to right. continue that. Right. And that's a very small part of the day. Yeah, it is. It really you know, is. It's 40 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, 20 minutes twice a day. Um, you do get a couple of days off, five days a week. Um, but, you know, the the kids were supposed to do this really consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. And so what they did is they used a home light therapy device. And, and they actually used a, it's, it's called a Vilite. Uh, okay. And I, I'm going to bring up some information on this particular device. Um, it's quite interesting. It's been out for a while. It's very safe, um, and it's designed to be used at home. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But what they did with each treatment is they delivered about 240 joules, which is a fairly low dose Mm -hmm. when we talk about delivering light to the brain. Um, so 240 joules, small amount of energy, uh, directly over the skull Mm -hmm. and then intranasal as well. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so. If you're joining us on video, you can see what I've got on my screen here. If not, you can go to vilight.com, V-I-E-L-I-G-H-T.com. We don't have any connection to this uh, particular company. Um, Mm -hmm. This is just what they used in the study. And so it uses very low power LEDs um, at 810 nanometers, Mm -hmm. and it's a headset. So if you're looking at the the photo we've got here, it's a headset with a little clip um, to do intranasal work. Um, and then the rest of the headset kind of surrounds the head itself. And, uh, you know, you can, as seen in this picture, just wear it out on your day-to-day walk. <laughs> it's a little whatever goofy. it takes, right? Yeah, I guess whatever it takes. Um, but uh, one of the, the interesting things here is uh, they actually even say here in this study that they use this intranasal portion, which you can see there, you know, it kind of clips inside the nostril. Uh, but they use that to overcome the difficulty, the penetration limitation of LEDs in comparison to laser. We know that, mm. that higher powered, larger spot size lasers actually do better for getting through the skull. However, if you've got something mm. to use in a home, you, know, you don't want to have to really deal with some of the high power uh, lasers that are much more expensive um, and that are eye safety hazards as well because mm-hmm. they're high power lasers, right? right? So these LEDs... Um, especially for kids, they're very low powered. There, there's no eye risk. Um, you can do it at home. Again, we're we're talking a lot of treatment though. You know, long mm-hmm. periods of yeah. treatment, couple times a day, uh, five days a week, um, which is which is quite a bit. So if you look at this device, uh, you can look it up online or you can look along with us right now. Um, it's uh, it's you basically strap it onto the head. You clip on this nasal device, um, and then the idea there is that it delivers light to several different sections of the brain. Not the entire brain, but several mm-hmm. really key areas uh, of the brain. So through the nose, up into the underside of the brain, as well as some of the, the key nerve centers uh, around the brain there. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah Very interesting. Because so. um, so. they've targeted what parts of the brain are affected in autism. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. so they yeah. must use this device you know targeting those specific areas of the brain that is the idea um mm. and there's a lot of debate about uh treating both sides of the brain versus just one side mm-hmm. uh there's a good bit of debate too um on you know 
is it important to treat those specific areas or is it better to treat the entire, the entire. brain? Or, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we know that light travels through the skull easiest across the front portion here and as well mm-hmm. as right in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're bypassing it going through the nostril. Yeah, they're trying to bypass yeah. some of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, some of that going through the nostril there is because you really can't use those lower power LEDs on top of the head to get all the way down right. deep in the brain. Whereas some of your higher power lasers, large spot size lasers, mm-hmm. they can absolutely do that. And they can do it very, very quickly too. As an example, um, delivering this dose with one of our high intensity lasers takes about 30 seconds. So instead of 20 minutes, you know, you can deliver that same dose in 30 seconds and you can deliver a much, much larger dose, which is what some of the, um, the studies are also showing, at least in terms of traumatic brain injury, is that a much larger dose can actually be more beneficial mm-hmm. because of the limitations of trying to get through the skull. You know, right. you might deliver about 2% of the light uh, from the skin through, you know, through the skin, through the skull, down into the brain. And so going with a higher dose could be better. That's not what this study is about necessarily. Uh, but let's talk about what this study showed. Yeah. So uh, they had these kids do this for six months. And what they saw is that the sessions were really well tolerated. Nobody dropped out. Uh, no yeah. patients experienced any significant side effects, no complications. Um, uh, two patients did have occasional headaches, but that didn't mm. make them stop uh, mm-hmm. doing the treatment. And what they saw is that across the board, there was a decrease um, in the CARS scores, which is the, uh, the children with autism uh, kind of testing there. So those scores went down, which is a positive thing. That's a good thing. The lower those scores are, the, the better. Also, they had a reduction in cognitive and behavioral rigidity, an increase in sleep quality, improved attention and a relevant reduction in non-compliant behavior that speaks volumes <laughs> yeah it does especially when you consider you're not adding in anything that has side right. effects you're not adding medications um, yes it does take some time to deliver mm-hmm. these treatments but you're having a, a really significant effect and it's really easy on the kids too it's it's something that they can do um, really right along with doing their homework or, or drawing well and what we've found um, is laser therapy when you're repairing and healing it's long lasting it's not a temporary fix and so mm-hmm. the quality of life that potentially can be made or given mm-hmm. gotten through this type of research in this therapy is huge yeah the potential i can just you know it's like wow <laughs> yeah the potential is is really huge and again this mm-hmm. is these are brand new studies and right. it's, you know it's this it's a single study it's not conclusive no. um but when you see all the scores all improve across you know mm-hmm. a, a six month uh, window of time there with a with a very safe very easy to apply treatment then it's really encouraging mm-hmm. um so that's certainly you know worth looking at and they say too um, it's noteworthy to mention that improvements like these, which have a great, pay, a great impact on the patient's lives, also allow for a decrease in parental stress. Mm-hmm. You know, and those scores improved when they tested that as well. And you know, the caregivers, the parents, were um, really noticing the benefits and made it a lot easier on them as well. That that make that's huge. Yeah. As well, I mean, overall, yeah. not for just the the person with autism, but like you're saying the caregivers yeah absolutely that, that makes a big difference too you know and so um, I'm gonna bring up this this page again here um, so um, this device is the one that they used on uh, on this particular research and you can actually pick one of these up for about twenty four hundred dollars 
That is a big chunk of change. But if you wanted to try and just replicate these results at home, you know, this device is safe. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bit spendy, but you can go ahead and use uh, this device to really duplicate what these researchers in Italy saw. Um, and you could be able to keep track and see, you know, is this something that is helpful for, for your mm -hmm. kid? Um, so uh, essentially, this, this particular device can run two different, um, two different types of treatment. They call them alpha and a gamma treatment. Uh, and so they, the researchers here did one in the morning and then uh, the opposite there in the evening. Uh, let's see if I can... So, yeah, they did the the um, alpha protocol in the morning, and then the gamma protocol in the evening. And this particular device can do can do both of those. So you, you really get it all um, in one there uh, with this this pulsed light. Now, it if you look on the website here, it sounds super super fancy. Um, it's actually um, pretty simple. They're just delivering this really safe infrared light via LED. Um, and flashing it at 10 or 40 hertz. Um, but, you know, if you're a parent wanting to add this in and you've, you're able to kind of drop the cash to, to grab one of these devices, it, it's not a bad idea. I'm not going to say it's not a bad idea at all. It seems like it may be something that is uh, potentially beneficial here. Um, and then you just run this protocol, you know, run the one in the morning, when they run the evening, do it five days a week. Um, and you should be basically replicating what these researchers saw. I may be out of bounds here, but is this a protocol you'll be building into your LTI clinics? So actually, um, this is this is research that you know we consider all research when we're looking at uh, LTI clinic protocols. Um, we kind of beat the researchers to this one because we already have these protocols built in, yeah, to what we do. Um, the interesting, the dosage at 240 joules is about what we will employ in a lot of our uh, in a lot of our our light therapy protocols, this wavelength of about 800, 810 nanometers, that's that's what we apply already as well. So to answer the question, uh, yeah, you, we've already had um, these protocols out there for a while. It's nice to see research kind of backing up what right. we already have been able to employ. Um, when it comes to autism in particular, you know, there are so many different facets here. Um, you certainly want to be working with a healthcare professional. Mm -hmm. You want to check with your doc about adding in, you know, something like this home therapy device. But also, um, we've, we're seeing doctors that are, you know, treating autistic patients that are integrating light therapy now too. And so, it may be very, very easy for you to actually get professional grade light therapy delivered through your healthcare provider. Um, and it's probably not going to be 20 minutes twice a day, five days a week. We well, can really. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It would yeah. be a, a, a little bit quicker. Yeah, Treatment once a week, process. twice a week for just a few minutes, mm -hmm. uh, maybe able to, able to deliver just as good results or even better results, mm -hmm. um, especially when you couple that with working very closely with a professional who already mm -hmm. understands autism right. as well as light therapy. Right. So look us up online, lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can find a clinic near you by clicking on the clinics tab. Uh, if you want to look at this device, again, the web address is vilight.com, V-I-E-L-I-G-H-T. Dot com. Again, we don't have any connection to them. 
Uh, however, if you're looking for you know a device you can use at home, you don't have a good light therapy clinic near you, this is mm -hmm. certainly one to consider. If you have additional questions, you can even email us directly, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. We'll be happy to help out with whatever we can. Sounds great. Thanks very much. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.